check, check, white check. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Truck Hero, Pro Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody. The great outdoors is here. That's right. Hangtown kicking off this weekend. 12 rounds of Fury. The Lucas Oil AMA Pro Motocross Championships are starting and that is very very exciting let's take your calls let's talk about it 702-586-7857 thank you everybody for listening to fly race and moto 60 show presented by truck hero get and pro taper all on board with us fly racing we are giving away from them a 2017 and a half kinetic mesh gear this is the stuff that uh lightweight breathable available uh the starting at daytona the fly racing riders wore it so you can get it there, and uh, we're going to give that away to a lucky caller, 702-586-7857. Just give us a call. Let's talk about Supercross, if you want. Vegas is gnarly. We can still talk about that. Ryan Dungey retiring. We'll talk about that. Or the outdoors, coming up this weekend. What do you think? Who's going to do what? Uh, fly racing, uh, whether it's uh, uh, watercraft or snowmobile or hard parts or dirt bike gear, mountain bike stuff, flyracing.com has got what you need. Flyracing.com. Go there. Check it out, please. The light hydrogen line, the F2 carbon helmet, and, of course, this 2017 kinetic mesh stuff is all uh, top-of-the-line racewear available. The same exact stuff that many of the racers out there on the track wear. And also, to Pro Taper, from the Geico Honda to the Rockstar Energy Husky to the JGR guys, Pro Taper continues to innovate and elevate, whether it's Barsha and Anderson now or Bradshaw back in the day. ProTaper.com, Fusion Bar, one-third waffle grip, Twister Throttle 2, Micro Bar, a few examples of how Pro Taper pushes the limits. Truck Hero, they're a proud sponsor of the Auditorator JGR Suzuki team. Truck-Hero.com, Back Industries, Undercover, NFAB, Bed Rug, and more. When it comes to the finest products for your truck, Jeep, or SUV, from your inside of your vehicle to the outside, Truck Hero has you covered. Thanks, uh, thanks to those folks. And also to get uh, Chad Reed, Cooper Webb, the JGR guys. This is what they run on the little orange box on the front fender to help them get starts, help them... Uh, help their bike work ideal in all sorts of conditions out there the technology that made get riders world champions is finally available on the market the lc gpa launch control system get data.com thanks everybody 702-586-7857 lots to talk about when it comes to the supercross season the outdoor season michael antonovich from trans world motocross will be on as well as our regular uh, Jason Thomas from Fly Racing, he will be on as well. Both guys are going to either be at Hangtown or they're heading up for Hangtown. Press day is uh, tomorrow, I believe. Lots of riding, and um, also uh, then the race kicks off Saturday. So that's exciting, man. Uh, taking your calls, holding things down over there at 702-586-PULP is our producer, the Tis Legendary. Hey, Steve. How are we doing? 
How are we feeling? It's bittersweet. I, I shed a single tear when yep. the the video came out. Any surprise? Uh, well, you guys had all kind of thrown that out there a while um, before that, so it wasn't like it was li- literally out of right. nowhere. So I had some time to resonate, but he went out on top. That's what I wanted, right? Yeah. So that's why it's the that's the sweet part of it is that he's still healthy and everything like that. But uh, I'm glad. Uh, that he did it like this, where they actually said, you know what, we're not going to play any games. Hell yeah, yeah had a yep. knee injury. Right, right. And then That's all... how I thought it was going to go down. Yes. I, I thought it was going to be, hey, we're out for the outdoors. Uh, we got a knee injury. We got whatever. And, right. and he, realistically, he probably did have something wrong. I mean, he's a pro it's, motocross it's racer. possible, yeah. Um, and then I would think that uh, a month after the outdoors or whatever, he says, hey, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm out. So I thought it would really play out that way instead uh-huh. of the way he did. But, you know, whatever, yeah. I, I say kudos to him for, for just saying, you know what? Yeah, I'm. I can't focus anymore, and and I gotta get out. He's not lying to anyone, not covering anything up. He right. just says, "I'm out." Drops the mic. Yeah, I I don't like the skipping of the outdoors part that much. I, I don't you either. Know? But at least he was honest about it. Yeah, he just, he just said, "Yeah, I can't yeah. do it anymore." Yeah, better that than go out half ass or whatever. But you'd like to see a guy fulfill the year, fulfill the contract, and 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 try his hardest. And if Tomac wins, whatever he. Enjoys the fans a little bit, you know, and kind of maybe looks around a little bit. But, hey, whatever, you know. At least he was honest. Do you have a new Ryan Dungey down the road somewhere? <laughs> I've. <laughs> that's actually a really good question. Yeah, that's, what, for, well, that's what I do For the here. last however many years he's yeah. been pro, he was my guy. He was yeah. always number one, and, yeah. and that's it. And uh, if I had to throw somebody out there, I'd probably say Adam Cincerillo. He's kind oh, of yeah? the, the okay. guy. I've always liked his personality yep. and and whatnot. So hard to hard to replace Dungey, but he, he, yeah. he he'd be the first choice of mine. Not that it really matters, but no, it's, it's I as a fan of nobody, it's preliminary. I'm a fan of nobody. Yes. Like I like some of the guys' personalities. I yes. cheer for guys on personality wise uh-huh. the way we interact. Mm-hmm. Friends of mine, I do have some friends. Yes, so I cheer for those guys. Uh huh. But win or lose, like I'm still talking to them, and mm-hmm. I don't really care how they do. I, right. I want them to see success, but whatever. Sure. They're yeah. still just good people, you know. Weimer hasn't talk, cracked top five in a long time. I like the guy. Yeah, I still talk to him. So I'm always fascinated because I have sort of guys like you, like Dungey, like you know, like I like a couple of uh, hockey players. Let's uh-huh. say you know, I'm like I'm a fan of that guy. Right. So it's interesting to talk to a guy who's whose hero retired mm-hmm. or, or got who's guy that you liked retired. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I, I feel like I'm going to be those guys, and I always hated those guys. Actually, like oh, I just want to see a good series. Yeah. And I'm like, you don't have like a single favorite, not one guy you really hope does. Well, I just want a close series. I'm like, yeah, yeah that's nonsense. <laughs> and now I'm probably going to be that guy. And now you're going to be bit. that yeah. guy. So, uh, all right, let's get Michael Antonovich on the line. Seven zero two five eight six pulp. Giving away a set of twenty seventeen kinetic mesh. There goes Tits's heroes. There he goes. Watch him as he goes. What's up, Bo? How are you? Thanks for calling the show. It's on. It is on, bro. It's on. So did you go up to the concert, come back for the show, and now you're going back up there for the race? Yes, exactly. I fly, to, fly out tomorrow cool. morning. Yes, that's, that's okay, what, that's what I do. Okay, miles. Dude, I can't. Uh, it's not a lot of miles to, to up there. It's barely anything. But um, Well, you know, true that. I, uh, I had a few questions I about can't complain. KTM. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, well, so does Moosecan just kind of see a, a surge in, in his level since he's not uh, I'm trying to put the right words. Does he, since he doesn't have the burden of playing second fiddle at KTM anymore? Um, I don't think so. I mean, I think he was trying his hardest. He was trying to, you know, win and trying to do what he can. 
So I don't think so. You know what I mean? I think that he uh, he continues his level. I mean, he's he's a pretty good outdoor rider, anyways. I don't know if he's cool. he's not on Dungey's level, but he's he's gonna be he's gonna be in the title hunt. You know, he'll be one of the guys. Yeah. Okay. And um, as far as Kennard, man, he's such a good guy to watch. It sucks not seeing him in the limelight, but do you think he's done after he um, completes whatever portion of the outdoors? I do. I do. And, and again, this is no no inside knowledge. Didn't talk to Trey. Did, nobody told me that. Um, just the feeling I get is he's on a one-year deal with KTM, and you know he's had a rough go of it. He'll, he's going to miss the start of the Nationals, and let's hope he doesn't get hurt anymore. I just, I, I, I just I think he is. Yeah, I think at the end of this year, he calls it a career. Yeah, bummer to hear. Well, yeah. I appreciate it. You All guys right. have a good show. Thanks, man. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. 702-586-757. A few phone lines open. Hangtown coming up this weekend. Very exciting to uh, to think about all the potential of the outdoors. Tits, who do you have as your title, guys? Eli Tomac, obviously. Um, or will you not pick Tomac because of your hatred for him, because of what he did to Dungey? No, 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 no. Dungey still came out on top, so it's all water under the bridge, as they say. Okay. Um, 250 title. 250 title. Ooh. Uh, we'll just Adam Cincerello. Okay. Just throw that out there. <laughs> Long shot, but that's who I want. All right. Um, first up uh, for our guest today, like I said, we're going to have uh, Jason Thomas on later. First up, he's Transworld Motocross online editor, Michael Antonovich. What's up, Anton? How are you? How's it going, man? I'm good, man. Hey, uh, Hangtown this weekend, exciting stuff. Uh, before we get to that, though, thoughts on Dungy retiring? Uh, we talked a bit about a little bit about uh, in the beginning of the show. I kind of I knew he was retiring, you know, maybe two days before, three days before. But until then, when I first heard, "Hey, he's not racing the outdoors," that was the first thing I, I was told. I thought, okay, he's going to announce he's out for the outdoors with an injury, and you know, re- realistic, it could be some sort of injury, and then he's going to retire at the end of the year. So I was a tad surprised, a mild surprise that he pulled the pin on everything uh, before the outdoors because I know KTM was trying to trying to make him uh, wait and hold off a little bit. What do you think? Uh, I don't know. The way that like he described everything, like his doubts on racing, even as far back as November, uh, I'm not really too surprised. I would think that he probably made some deal, like, let me get through this, and then we'll go away. If I can deliver on this title, I'm done. And that's probably why, you know, everything is unfolded the way it did. Uh, because, you know, there's there's no way if he was that kind of over racing Supercross this early in the year that he was going to want to go do 24 really hard photos. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not shocked to see him pull it this way. You know, I'm not. And the other thing is, too, everybody wondered why he didn't do it at Supercross. Like, there's no way that a Red Bull ass with one of the top guys is going to do it in front of all that monster print. You know, they were going to do it on their own way, too. Um, I never thought of that. You think that played some of it? You think that played a part in it? You know, why wouldn't it? Because yeah. KTM was able to control their own message, and their own press conference, all their own videos, all their own ways to do it instead of him staying in and Supercross, giving Feld, Supercross, the benefit of the doubt, all the sponsor stuff behind us so that they got to do it on their own turn like every other sport does. Yeah, no, true, true that. Um, I was really surprised at how candid he was about, uh, not having the fire anymore, about not put, not wanting to, not having the drive and desire to win. He said, I feel 100% healthy, my bike's great, all of that stuff, but I just didn't have it in me. I was really surprised. He was pretty honest. 
yeah, he didn't hold back on saying how difficult it is and how grueling it was and how it pretty much took all the fun away from what he was doing. You know, and the fact that he said, like, I had to talk myself into racing. Yeah. That's a pretty big statement. If you're doing that, you're, you don't want to be there at all. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, when it comes to the outdoors, Anton, we're kicking off a hangdown this, this year. Kicked it off Glen Helen last year. Does it matter to you? Do you care? Does it? Do you think teams and riders care one way or another? Of course, Glen Helen is, you know, the quote-unquote hometown national for, for so many teams and riders. No, I don't really think so. Um, it's probably pretty difficult to go from riding – so cow tracks that are, you know, like Glen Helen or Paula that are kind of soft and dandy. And if you come up here, it's hard pack, choppy, sharp, square edge, and all that stuff. So all yep. that setting that you have established on a soft track down south really doesn't flow over here. Mm-hmm. That's why more people have gone to Zaka Station in the last few years. But even then, like two or three days there, isn't going to be this huge telling sign for what you're going to face here and then in Colorado in two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, uh, Hangtown's almost the most unique track of a series. Maybe Washougal. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, the East Coast tracks kind of blend together. Millville and High Point and Redbud and Muddy Creek all kind of blend together. And then Glen Helen's a little bit of its own animal. But we, but everybody's pretty set for that one, you know, as far yeah. as it goes with the settings and everything. So um, it is interesting to see. So um, the 450 class, uh, Tomac's got this thing on wrap. There's no doubt, unless an injury happened. And we brought this up in our in our Racer X preview pod. You know, in 07, we all just gave it to James, and it didn't work out that way. So you never really know. But, I mean, Anton, um, if he stays healthy, how many motos does he win out of 24? Like 18 or more. Yeah. Like- yeah, yeah I'd, I'd say 16 to 18 is what my guess would be. Yeah, like, I mean, that's a lot of winning, and mm-hmm. it's going to get really boring at a certain point unless they're close races, but just yeah. going off of what we've seen in the past and who he's going against, I mean, two of his biggest competitors aren't there, and that's not to discredit anybody else, but he's proven himself that he's one of he's the top guy in the class, and we haven't even dropped a gate. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, you know, and especially when it comes to Hangtown this weekend. So two years ago, he crushed it. He won both races by a minute. It was unbelievable. Uh, last year, he struggled. He went 4-4. Baggett caught him past him. Anderson caught him past him. And so it's interesting. Tomax had a mixed bag. And then he won at Geico back in the day, you know. So, yeah, his very first ever race. Right. Mixed bag for Tomac at Hangtown a little bit. Yeah. I think, too, though, like all these the things he learned last year, you know, his bike wasn't 100%. He wasn't 100%. Mm-hmm. That Honda year was just outstanding. You know, we were talking about it on the drive up to Hangtown today. Like, how good could he have been had he not crashed at Colorado? Because it didn't seem like Ryan really wanted to push him that hard, and Kenny was still coming off the back injury and all the other little lingering things he had developed through Supercross that year. Like, we haven't seen how good Eli can totally be on a 450 ever. Yep. Yep. Well, except for those, yeah, except for those, um, those little bit. Three races. Yeah, those three races. Um, so, lots of debate on who's going to step up. Marvin, Anderson, Baggett, Webb. What are your thoughts on it? Who's going to grab those other six to eight moto wins that we figure are open? Uh, Marvin. Marvin? Sure. Yeah. 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 Just because he's, he's been there in the running before. And then the more and more he races here, the more he learns. You know, and he's, he's part of the Ryan program. I mean, he's been on pace with all these guys in the past. So, he can definitely slide into the top slot when needed. Um, Jason's never really been outstanding outdoors. Like he's done a lot of good stuff, but he's never been like title contender and been in all these fights. Mm-hmm. So, but 
with uh, two guys that were always in front of him gone, and plus just you know steady progression over the years. He, he's definitely in the mix too. But Blake, like multi-time champion, he crushed it so many times in the 250 class and was doing really well last year until he got hurt, and he's continually progressing this year on that GTM. Like, yeah, those are your guys. It's going to be interesting to see how Cooper does. He's definitely competent mm-hmm. going into this. Yeah. But uh, it's different to be competent and do it in the 250 class and then to do it on this one on a totally different bike than what he had ridden for all those years. Yeah, uh, Webb's an interesting case because he's been riding outdoors for a long time from the people I talk to. And maybe yeah. he's a bit under the radar here. I mean, he is a national champion. And, yeah. you know, we're all talking Marv Anderson and, and Baggett. And maybe maybe Webb will be there at some point, you know, start getting seconds yeah. and, and, and running with Tomac. I think that it'll take a little bit, like we saw earlier the Supercross season, but like a third of the way or halfway through, he should be in his own, especially once we get back to the East Coast. What uh, what are you doing for uh, your national schedule? Are you going to all of them or some of the most of them? How do you do you know that yet? Uh, probably most of them. Yep. I don't know 100 percent yet, but probably most of them. Right. We'll find out here. There will be a few that I'm not going to. Yep. Um, just like with family stuff, and personal stuff, but then yeah, probably most of them. Are I know we, the next. Are we the first three? Are we discounting Cole Sealy a little bit? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think he'll be really good, but. Cole's never been able to, like, put in what he has to outdoors. There's always something that comes up that kind of holds it back, especially when he gets on a hot streak. Yep. And we don't know how exactly he is after missing so many races with that leg injury. Yeah. I talked to him on Tuesday night at the Troy Lee intro, and he was great, said everything's going really well, and he feels like finally got all the pieces of the puzzle together, the riding, the maturity, the fitness, knows the tracks, knows the format, knows how the class is. So now it's just on him to put it all together on the track. So he could totally be a top five guy. Uh, how's, Don, how, how's Don Maeda's adopted son, Christian Craig? How, what, what are you thinking for him? How, how's, how's, the, how's CC going to do? Uh, I mean, if I haven't seen, I haven't gotten to go to the test track at all mm-hmm. like this, this year. Yeah. Um, do have that Paula or Glen Helen or something by now, but we've been so busy that I haven't. But just, so I haven't seen Christian ride in person, but Going off of when he rode that Troy Lee Honda bike back today when he was way younger and just kind of wild, mm-hmm. he should be fine. Like, top 10 guy every week. I'd be surprised if he's not a top 10 guy. You think he'll be top 10? Yeah. I I think that's what is definitely expected of him. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's capable of it just on raw talent alone, plus fitness that he's never had before and a clean bill of health that he's never had during those Troy Lee years. Right. Hey, we're going to put you on hold, Anton. Trying to call you back. Your cell phone's breaking up and kind of shitty. We're going to try to call you back uh, right away. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, sorry about that. No worries. Yeah. Uh, or, or, or hold it, move somewhere or something. We'll tr- call you right back. Okay, later. All right. Uh, give him a call right back. Let me take a couple calls here. First up, it's uh, Jake. Jake, what's happening, man? How are you? Hey, you're doing well. Thanks for taking my call. No worries. What's up, bud? Hey, I just wanted to ask about Mookie. Uh, what is he doing for the outdoors? Has he learned his lesson from last year of sitting out and being out of sight, out of mind, or is he going to try and come out and ride to national? Well, I had heard that he was thinking about doing some on a Honda um, at some point, and I guess that didn't really work out. Now, his team team was a Supercross-only team. He was never going to do nationals. Um, he says he can fill in. He can ride for somebody. Um, but I don't know how much prep he's done or anything. It's been a number of years since he raced nationals, you know? So – I, I don't yeah, know. 
his fitness was a bit of a struggle in Supercross, but yep. I don't know. I look at that open Yamaha bike and think that might be a pretty good fit. Yeah, you know what? I don't know, man. Um, it's it's a great question. Uh, let's get Anton back on. Anton, you there? Yeah. That's a little better. Hey, so uh, Jake's wondering about Mookie. Uh, he told me, Anton, that he would fill in if he if he had to on any kind of bike. Uh, what do you hear from uh, Mookie about outdoors and all that? You think there's a chance, or do you think he's just fishing? I think he's fishing. You know, I mean, I'm sure he's probably. And I mean, literally fishing, not fishing for a ride. Like, like literally, literally fi- yeah. Like literally, they're going on the lake. Right. That's all he's doing. But um, I, the big thing with him, I think that they're not going to make the same mistake as last year of just riding infrequently. I mean, if he wants to take a position on immediately he knows that he needs to be at full health and full speed when he gets there so you should be in florida on the bikes you have riding and then if something comes up adapt to it as quickly as you can i he has to if he wants any real shot to fill and ride and then to come out and show his worth especially outdoors he has to be riding right now so he's not take three rounds to show his fitness and develop yeah. it over two so- months if you're a betting man, Anton, you think he sh- does he show up at the summer this summer for anybody? No, you don't think and so. That sounds really bad, but I just don't think so. Right, right. All right, there you go, Jake. Thanks, man. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate it. All right, no problem. Thanks for the call. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's interesting. People tweet me all the time about Mookie and what's he doing, and he's you know one thing I've learned is is, is Mookie's pretty popular. He's a popular guy. Oh, for, yeah. for fans, like, do you do you find that? Oh yeah, like for all the people that have negative comments whenever we post, you know, the Mookie Fever, like, Ride 365 videos or any interview with them or something like that, or the cover that he got with us. Like, people always talk negatively, but the page views have always outweighs the negative. Like, people want to know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, it seems like it. And then people hit me up on Twitter all the time, like, what's Mookie doing outdoors? What's going outdoors? He's- yeah. I'm like, wow, okay. Like, seems to be, like, a little bit of a following for him. Uh, next call is Gavin. Gavin, you got a question for Michael Antonovich? Yeah, thanks for taking my call. No worries. First things first, Anton, do you and Pingree ever talk politics? Well, that'd, no, be, that'd be great. We, we, we talk Tuesday, but we, we know not to talk about that. <laughs> I, think we, I think we need a podcast just for that. No, see, I'm not uh, politically savvy. I'm just mad. <laughs> it's just upset. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, r- religion and politics, I think those are the things you're never supposed to talk about publicly. <laughs> Yeah, don't. In, I can't. In, in I can't moto or publicly, either. right? Right, right. I have a job. Yeah. So. Uh, something just popped in my head. You guys are talking about tracks. Anton, I know you shoot a lot of photos. What's your favorite track to shoot photos at besides Washougal? Colorado. Washougal's not that fun. It's really dark. Cool, cool. Why Why? Yeah. Why Colorado? Um, It's really clear. Like, the mountain air is really clear. So there's, like... It's always pretty good. And then with all those big rocks in the background and the hills and all that stuff, I like that one a lot. Okay. A little more, little more clear than San Bernardino? <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Th- thanks, guys. Th- yeah, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, it's uh, – it's, um, Glen Helen anytime is just – I'm uh, convinced it's, it's the seventh circle of hell going to Glen Helen. Oh, like, seriously, yeah. Like, like, and then there's no cell phone reception there. There's just it. Yeah, it's rough. It's fun to go ride, but like if you have a job to do there, it's yeah. a little taxing. Yeah, it's I I didn't find it fun unless the hills were open to go ride. I don't know, but um, where there are times, yeah, I don't know. The hills are always open when we go. Really? Now. Oh, okay. No, yeah. no, when I was going back in the day. No. Oh yeah. Um, 
Uh, hey, so, and also, too, I love the people at Glen Helen where they sell every single prime viewing spot to somebody. And so mm-hmm. if you actually just are a fan that d- don't have a special cool guy pass, like, you struggle to watch, you know? Yeah, I don't. I have a media pass. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, but even no, but even me with a media pass, who a non photographer guy. Oh, like, like you just you just need to get the best then. I know. Yeah, like a, yeah. you just go to Best Buy and buy like a Rebel. Yeah, take care of it. <laughs> I mean, you're more equipped than some of the people out there. It's all re- all you really need, right? Um, yeah. Hey, so last last year, Anton, uh, Filthy Phil got fifth in the points, and Benny Bloss got sixth in the points. Now, you know, the, there was some injuries. Those guys rode well. They nobody would have picked Phil and Bloss for fifth and sixth before the season started. So, mm-hmm. and you, we know there's going to be injuries in 2017, and we know all that. And it, this is an almost an impossible question. But who, Anton, can be? Who could be the Phil and Bloss this year? Just a solid dude who has a good outdoor season. And with a little bit of injuries and some great performances, they end up fifth and sixth in the points. Uh, I would say Dean, but he cannot get injured. He cannot be injured at all. And I think he's kind of, this is another thing that we all discussed this morning, like he's not as wild and aggressive as he used to be. He's kind of backed it down a little bit and knows, like, finish the moto and score points instead of finishing it first and running the risk of, like, destroying yourself out there. Mm Mm-hmm. So I would put him in, and then Christian, I think, you know, based on the things that I said earlier, he's shown that he has it before. He's finally healthy. There's no, like, lingering wrist issue, no knee injury, no nothing. And he's there all year. You know, top 10, you put in a lot of top 10 finishes, and you find your way to the top of the point standings eventually. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. Um, I think also, too, Christian's not not a bad pick, for sure. Someone that could just... Put motos together, end up doing pretty well. Uh, Fast Freddie Norn, he's a full privateer now, but the guy's got tenth overall the last few 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 years. You know, he's yeah. I just yeah. but like not knowing the level of support that he has, like mm-hmm. not even knowing like who's doing the engines, who's doing the suspension, is right. he doing all of that? Like, right. Will the bike make two motos a day? Like all these things, and and that's not to discredit Freddie because he's fast, yeah. like he's, yeah. he's really quick, and he proved that when he had the Honda villain ride. But going on your own. It's far different than when you had a factory Honda bike and every amenity you ever needed. Right. Uh, 702-586-PULP. Uh, we are giving away a set of 2017.5 Kinetic Mesh gear from the folks at Fly Racing. Also, two Pro Taper, Truck Hero, and Get Get Data all on board uh, of this Fly Racing Moto 60 show. Michael Antonovich oh. from Transworld uh, is on the line. Um, you there, Anton? You all right? Yeah, yeah, we're hey, all good. What do you think of Marty jumping in the 450s? Did you know that was coming? Were you surprised? What, what was behind that, do you think? No, I, I heard it was coming for a while. I knew that they had wanted to do it. I think that they wanted to add a little bit more force in the 450 class, especially if they're bringing uh, Mosman in. So why have three 250 guys instead of having three 450 guys? You know, There's more prestige in the top of it. And I think Marty would have a pretty – long summer racing some of these just all-out fast kids that are going to mm-hmm. do anything they can to get to the front. It's, it's a good career move for him that he has a free chance to jump right. up for a while. Uh, switching to some kids, you brought that up, and it's something I have marked down. Uh, Moseman is in for the Rockstar Husky team. Cantrell is in for the TLD team. Uh, Sexton will be in uh, three, four, five rounds into it. Um, any of these kids going to do anything, 
Anton, who's the quickest of them all? I think Sexton. I think Sexton, like, over the years has proven that he's pretty good. But uh-huh. he's going to come in at a disadvantage not only because he's injured, but he's going to miss a lot of races that Cantrell and Mosman um, are going to be able to do. And Cantrell and Mosman have been around. They're California kids that are always racing amateur stuff, that are always around. And they're always with the fast guys riding tracks. So it's kind of tough to say because it could be these huge surprises or they could be these kids that, you know, like think about how Luke Rinsland was in his first year. You know, Mm -hmm. you're hovering like right outside the top 10, still scoring points, learning and doing everything you need to do. I think the day of like rookie sensation, it comes in and it's just front runner right off the bat. It's few and far between now like it used to be. So none of these kids are going to be Forkner though. What we saw last summer. No, I don't think so. No. Uh, uh, let's get to some phone calls here. Steven, what's going on, man? You want to talk about KTM? Yeah, thanks for taking my call, Mathis. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Oh, thanks, I appreciate buddy. all the content you put out. Oh, but, thank uh, you. My, yeah, man, my question is, with Dungey retiring and the possibility of Trey hanging it up after this year as well, does KTM stay a three-man team next year? And if so, who's the two guys that would take those spots? Uh, great question. I don't know if they stay a three-man team. Um, what do you think, Anton? You didn't hear anything? I haven't heard anything for sure yet. It'd be a really dumb decision not to be a three-man team anymore, especially if you can get two guys for a pretty reasonable cost and make Marvin the top guy. Because yeah. with Ryan leaving, that's a big expense that they're not going to have anymore. And there are a couple guys out there that would love to have – a factory ride and not do it for a huge salary. Right. Um, and just on the fact that, like, that's two more people that if they were ever in this instance where they need help out on the track, mm-hmm. have two more guys. Yeah. Just one guy. Like, Cowie needs to hire as many people as they can next year. Right. Because it's kind of terrible looking for a brand when you only have two riders out there fighting for fighting against six guys that are all working together. Wow. So you're saying that this Husky KTM thing maybe has prompted some – Japanese OEMs to maybe re- open up the pocketbook? They definitely should. But if they haven't. But will they? Will they, though? They should, but will they? We need to take some of that side by side money that's flowing in and put it uh, to the bikes. Uh, Steven, I know Barsha has been wanting to get on a KTM. I know okay. he, he wants to switch, and, and that's, the, that's where he wants to go. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him there. Uh, I don't think, I think the cost are, that seems like it would be a, a fit for, for each other. So, I wouldn't be surprised to see Barsha there in one spot, but I don't know about the other spot, or even if there would be. But um, that's what I got going on for you. Appreciate it. Thanks, Barsha. Right, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, what about Barsha? You know, Anton, I said something about Barsha on Twitter. Uh, oh, I said a hot take. He goes to KTM, and he's Alden's guy, you know, next year. Um, mm-hmm. Again, no, no insider knowledge, just something that I could see makes sense. And I literally got hit up by three or four tweets that said he doesn't even deserve a ride. And then I felt like saying, guys, he got fourth in the Nationals last year. He podiumed. He went 2-2 at Ironman. He went 3-3 at Bud's Creek. Like, he got another on the podium again. He got some fourths. Like, okay, not championship contender. I'll give you that. But to say he doesn't deserve a ride. The, that's just that's I, lunacy. Well, he, I, I think he did better than people think. I think people, yeah, he did better like, than people think. He, I think he just gets overshadowed by some of the guys he's against, and then he's not performing to what everybody thought he was going to when he first got signed to Honda. You know what I mean? Like, there's been flashes here and there where he's really, really good, but then there's also a lot of injuries 
that kept him from doing what he was expected to do. And so he's just like any of these other guys. Like once you have an injury, it takes like, I mean, it could be a whole, a whole season could be a wash with one rest injury and you miss three or four rounds, you know, the same way that they did. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and teams want him like marketing wise, everybody, there's a lot of sponsors that advertise around Justin Barcha being their marquee guy. He's a big draw for the fans. There's a reason he'll always have a, He'll always have a ride. Well, I do think fans, and again, uh, this is just, I have no evidence of this, but just an opinion. I think fans are a little tired of his antics on the track. Yes and no. Yes and no? <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, go ahead. I, I People want to, like, I'm sure there are people that get mad when you take out their guy, but there are also people that love him because he's aggressive that way. So you're always going to have, for every one person that doesn't like you, there might be at least one, maybe even two, that will like you for what you did do. Right. Um, all right, let's get some phone calls. Uh, Dark Side, what's up, bud? How are you? What's up, guys? What's up? How, you, how was that concert last night? Oh, I was good. It's really good. Saw you two in good. Santa Clara, everybody. It was fantastic. Nice, nice. Yeah, right. Uh, well, Stephen kind of took my uh, my thunder a little bit, but I was considering about. I think Baggett's going to do well. I'm uh-huh. thinking probably second overall, and I was wondering if he would get that KTM spot next year. Yeah, you know, it's a possibility. Um, he would take it if offered. It would probably pay him more money. Uh, he would get to do his own gear deal and everything. And I, But there's a lot of politics to something doing something like that. But, um, I mean, it's a possibility, you know? Yeah. So. All right, just just a consideration. I, I, he's yep. one of my favorite guys, so yeah. I'd like to see him. So you think he gets – you think gets, he beats Marv in the points? I do. I think he's going to go second, Marv third, okay. uh, Anderson fourth, right. and I'm hoping for Dino in fifth. All that's, right. That's my picks. Cool. Dark side. Thank you, bud. Okay, man. See ya. Thanks. Interesting to see, Anton, if Anderson makes it through Lakewood this year, you know? I, yeah, I think he'll be fine. Why do you say I, I don't. It's, I don't know. It's weird that the altitude sickness thing it like comes and goes. Like Some years it's like worse than others. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. Um all right, Anton, thanks for your time, bud. Appreciate it. Uh, have fun at Hangtown. I'll see you this weekend. Transworld Motocross online editor, Michael Antonovich. Thanks, buddy. All right, see you, man. All right, see you. Flyracing.com, please go there, check it out. The light hydrogen race where it continues to develop and improve the light hydrogen gear each year uh, through the constant feedback of its amateur and pro athletes alike. This stuff is uh, the choice of most of the racers, the pro racers out on the track. The light hydrogen line of gear from flyracing.com. Get data, Truck Hero, and Pro Taper all on board with us. Please check out all those websites uh, truck hero.com, pro taper.com, get data. Uh, .com. All great guys and great products, and we thank you, uh, thank them for coming on the show, and we thank you guys for calling. We're still looking to give away a set of 2017 and a half kinetic mesh gear to someone who calls in 702-586-7857. Let's uh, let's bring our next expert onto the show. He's on his way to Hangtown, or could be there now. Jason Thomas, what's up, JT? How are you? I'm in Sacramento. You are. You're there. Okay. I am. Uh, press day tomorrow, right? Uh, today. Oh, today. Okay. Yep. Um, yep. I think one one o'clock maybe. Uh, you will be. Will you be there to watch? I will not be. Oh, okay. Um, hey, so uh, as a racer that's ridden Hangtown a ton, um, mm-hmm. including back when it was possibly maybe the worst track in history. Um, I even wrote it then, late nineties. Um, what's it like to race Hangtown? What is it? Take us around the lap. Take us around the track. 
uh, as far as from a racer's point of view? Uh, well, it's changed a lot, as you said. Uh, it used to be rock hard, fake, you know, everything you would think about California in the old days, almost like Carlsbad. Not much traction, um, icy, slippery, then they would throw water on it, and yeah. it was just terrible. Right. Uh, these these days, they've they brought in all kinds of different dirt. Um, I don't know what they call them, rice holes, uh, but basically it just softens everything up. Uh, so it's added a lot of traction, and the bumps are softer, and, you know, it's a lot less sketchy. They can actually water it without it turning into, a, you know, a skating rink. Um, so it's, it's different now, but, you know, the, the hills of Hangtown are, are really what makes the track up. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, the biggest key to Hangtown is getting your bike to handle the square edge bumps coming down the hills. Yep. Um, if you can get your bike to work, you can accelerate down those hills with confidence and you can make passes and, and it's a, generally a pretty decent day. If you haven't got your bike sorted out and you don't know what it's going to do and the thing hops around and doesn't want to handle the sharp square edge stuff, uh, it's going to be a really miserable experience on Saturday. So uh, to be the first round, it's it's tough. You know, I think most teams and most riders will be scratching their heads uh, on uh, as the day goes on Saturday, just trying to find some comfort. I don't think anybody loves their bike at Hangtown, uh, so it's kind of managing you know the best of of who has the best setup, even though you may not like it. Right. Is it uh, it's hard on the palms and everything, right? Like forearms and palms, and like just a like a sort of a shock to the system after after 17 rounds of soupy. Yeah, your hands for sure, because most guys just aren't in outdoor shape yet. Um, you're working towards it, uh, but the the sharp square edge bumps definitely do more damage as far as ripping blisters open and that kind of thing. Um, and honestly, the biggest thing I would notice is on Sunday, on the way home, and Monday as well, and your lower back is just killing you from the, the square edge bumps. Um, that all goes away through the season. You get into race shape, but, man, that first round you really – even if you've done a ton of riding and you've really prepared, that first that first race is still a shock. Right, right. Uh, let's get to some phone calls here. Has been. What's up, bud? How are you? Hey, how are you? Where you been, bro? Uh, man, it's working, you know, Trump really increased our business. It's working hard. Okay. I like guys, it. Yeah. I like to hear that. Yeah. 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 Well, it's a hundred degrees in uh, New York city today. So we uh, had to shut the job down. So I'm here to give you a call. Oh, cool. Thanks, um, man. The one thing that, uh, that bothers me about the dungeon retirement is, is you didn't thank J-Law about J-Law's tenacity in that first championship <laughs> run that really kind of got his, uh, his yeah. ire up. And I know you guys just dissected every possible way, right. and I can't believe that passed by Weege. Uh, I can't either, JT. Can you believe it? He didn't thank J-Law. It's amazing. I, he, if he wanted to thank him for something, it would probably be to thank him for leaving the gear company he was with and getting into the gear company he's currently with. Yeah. That was, uh, well, yeah, that was exactly. one positive thing that happened from J-Law. Thank you, Scott Sepkovic, for forcing the issue. Thank you for forcing, <laughs> me, forcing me to Fox and then making me rich beyond my wildest dreams. Well, so. I don't know that it was so much Sepkovic. I, I was told that Dungey was the one that basically gave the ultimatum. Yeah, but the only reason he w- that J Law was in one was because of the monster licensing. You know what I mean? Like it was right. one of those well, things. I mean, where, you can't blame yeah. him for doing that. That wasn't so much. He wasn't doing that to Dungeon. That was a J Law deal. Right. Um, yeah, yeah has we, been. We, yeah. yeah well, go ahead. No, I run into I run into Jason quite a bit. You know, in the Sam Pitts of South Jersey, and actually I just got to do 450 KTM. Uh, uh, so I have him uh, autograph it to uh, to Ryan. You know. Oh yeah, do that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm sure he'll be pumped. <laughs> All right, thanks for the call, man. Hey, Vic. Appreciate it. Yeah, I wonder if uh, Dungey just walked to that first title, how different his career would have been. J-Law built the character needed 
to become this icon in the sport or no? Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. No. Okay. Um, I think he probably, uh, he rues the day that, uh, even thinking about it now, that man, jail was such a menace for him. It was, it was bad. And actually, um, Dungey had that speech at high point press conference about J law and being an idiot and what he's doing. And it was a great speech and the press, the press tent applauded, which was cheese ball by the way. Um, but he basically was saying, I don't know what this guy's problem is. He's an idiot on the track and this and that. And honestly, ever since then, I don't know if Dungey, like, I felt like he got a positive response from that speech. Everybody kind of agree. Cause J law was going messing with him in practice, messing with him in the motos everything. Um, but ever since then, Dungey was almost like, "Oh, I can't ever do that again." And then he kind of went into yeah. a shell after that. Well, you know, that was kind of just J Law's mo. You know, I remember with him and Villapoto at Hangtown. Yep. And, uh, yep. Villapoto wheelied into his face. Um, I mean, that's that's how J Law went at people. If he was competitive with them, he tried to get in their head. So for Dunge, I don't really think it was so much J Law. It wasn't a personal thing. I think you know, Dungey was in the way of J Law winning, and that's so that's. He felt like Dungey was weak mentally that way, and he went right at his weakness. Yeah. And uh, I, I can't really say it didn't work. I think the first year it did work, to be honest with you. Yeah, uh, I kind of agree. Alex, what's going on, man? Thanks for the call on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Hey, thanks, Steve, for taking my call. Quick question, I guess, on the Dungey topic. I know you've been trying to get an interview or a word with him throughout the Supercross season. Uh, I just didn't know if you heard from him since his retirement or if there's an interview lined up or anything. I mean, I'd like to for sure. I sent him three texts, I think, to come on the show. Never got a reply back. Um, even if he'd said, hey, I don't want to come on, I would have said, okay. I never got a reply back. So I just assumed at some point I, I said something or wrote something that pissed him off and whatever. You know what I mean? Uh, but I would yeah, I wouldn't mind, yeah, I wouldn't mind an interview with him. You know, he's been on before. He's been good. Uh, I would certainly do one at any moment with him uh, um, about his career or whatever. So, yeah, it's up to him, really, you know. Yeah, right on. And then uh, second thought was, um, this is going kind of into the future since the outdoors don't even haven't even started yet, but do you think KTM picks up a guy from the 250 class for a 450 ride next Supercross season, even without you know a, a title under their belt in the 250 class? Well, it's a good question, I guess. Uh, Hill has said, uh, I want to go to 450s, but he was just there, and I don't think it went that well when he was there. And Cowie would want to keep him, so I don't know. JT, what do you think? You can see see them picking up somebody and giving them a four fifty rod. Uh, I don't think it'll come from the two fifty. I think that they'll uh, they'll pick up Barsha. That's my opinion, and uh, they'll go racing with Barsha and Marvin. Um, they could possibly get a third guy, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him go with those two. Yeah, uh, there you go, man. Uh, hey, do you uh, right. do you have a bike? I do. You want some fly gear? Oh, are you serious? Yeah, bro. Twenty seventeen and a half kinetic mesh. That's unreal, of course. Yeah, you can have a you can have a set, you can pick your color and everything. Uh stay on hold. What? Uh yeah, bro. That's what we do on the show. Uh stay wow, on hold. Thank you. Stay on hold, Tits will get your information, and thanks for calling the show. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh thank you. Uh Matt, what's up, man? You want to talk about the amateur kids coming up? Yeah, I have a little insider on the Sean Kentrell and Michael Moseman. Sure. Uh, been practicing at Elsinore and stuff and they're mm-hmm. around there and uh I know Kentrell's been running the same lap times as J Mart over there. Okay. It's just one track so obviously it yeah. doesn't make that big of a difference. But uh I think the kids got some talent that everybody's underlooking. Right. Um compared to the Mosman and uh I think the first race, like obviously it's gonna go a little rough and kinda have some jitters, so I yeah. assume a top fifteen, but 
second race, top 10. Okay. All second moto. All right. That'll be interesting to see, Matt. I talked to somebody close to the TLD t- team that said he's still off the pace of the of the main guy. So who knows, man? You never know. Uh, like, yeah. You know, I definitely wouldn't take the Elsinore stuff as gospel because it is Elsinore and it's, you know, preseason and all that when, when tracks get really Out rough. here at the stopwatch nationals. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm not, JT's more onto that than I am. JT's got all the buzz. He believes in it. Don't you, JT? What, do I believe in amateur racing? You believe in the buzz of stopwatch nationals and who's doing what and everything. Um, I, think, I think you can put some weight into it, sure. Sure. Uh, thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, JT, so uh, Yamaha is going racing with Cooper Webb this summer. Um, yep. A, do you think they pick up somebody else at some point? And B, if Coop gets injured, do they pick somebody else up? I don't think they're going to get somebody unless something happens to Cooper. I think uh, they'll go racing a la Chad Reed last year, mm-hmm. where it's just one guy. Um, if Cooper goes down to injury, they're going to have some hard decisions to make. Yeah, because like, um, who would you get, right? But yeah, I mean that, that's the problem. Is you know, I guess Mookie's out there. I mean, who's who's out there that's actually going to give them their money's worth, you know, or make it worth right. their time? Right. That's that's where the real problem is. You can get anybody to go right. racing, but is it really worth? the money you're going to have to spend and all the effort, you know, that, that's up to them to decide. What do you think they do? Uh, I think Cooper stays healthy and they go racing with Cooper all summer. <laughs> what if Cooper gets hurt? What do you think they do? Being as how the team is mainly sponsored by Yamaha, Yamaha Financial Services, Yamaha, you know, all those type yeah. sponsors and Monster, I think they probably park their semi till next year. Okay. Um, switching to 250s, we talked to a lot of 450s with Anton, so let's talk some 250s with you. Uh, as per our preview show, uh, Jeremy Martin and uh, Zach Osborne, 1A and 1B in terms of taking home this title? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know who should be 1A and 1B. I guess 1A would be Martin just because he's got two titles. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think Osborne has all the momentum right now. Um, he's coming off of a huge high in Supercross riding better than he's ever ridden he won his first outdoor race last year uh so yeah those those are the two that i look at you know all that could change on saturday though. that's the crazy thing we mm-hmm. can leave we can leave hangs out with a completely different narrative <laughs> um forkner next in line yeah, forkner plessinger, plessinger. Uh, alex martin yeah cinturillo ferrandis uh, God, I mean, there, there's an endless pe- line of people that we could be walking away saying yeah how do we overlook that guy <laughs> The Ferrandis train is coming in hot into Hangtown. Oh, man, it's, it's picking up steam this week, even. Mm. All these people talking about Ferrandis. I just... Get you a little get you a little sip of coffee there? Yeah, I did. Thanks. Um, I, uh, I Call me, yeah, call me uh, a little bit of a skeptical on Ferrandis, just because uh, the strange tracks, heat, the lack of time between motos, um, you know, Jeremy Martin and Zach Osborne also... Um, I would have needed to see Ferrandis, you know, sort of win a lot of races in MX2 in Europe over the years yep. to to believe in that, like a Rattray or a Roxon. You know, Rattray or Roxon mm-hmm. comes over, you're like, holy shit, this is a multi-time GP winner. This is a, a world champion. Um, this guy's legit, you know. Um, I didn't see that from Ferrandis in many years in that class. Some wins, but I not, th- you know. Yeah, I tell you what I think we're going to see from Ferrandis. I think we're going to see the typical Euro guy. I think you're going to see this weekend he's going to suffer in the heat. Sakamoto, when it's 90-plus degrees, he's really going to be hating that. 
Uh, but then we're going to get two tracks like Mount Morris or Unadilla or uh, insert any race where it's cooler and it's more like a Euro track. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be like, holy cow, this guy's incredible. Um, but that, that consistency that, that it takes to win a title, I think, will be lacking in this first year. Who's got a better team, JT? Troy Lee designs KTM. Alex Martin, McElrath, Oldenburg, Smith, Cantrell. Or Pro Circuit, Savachi, Adam, Forkner, uh, Hill. Uh, I would say I would say Pro Circuit. Pro Circuit? Pretty, pretty convincingly, yeah. Uh, what did yep. you did you read Joey Savachi's interview this week on RacerX Online? I did. I saw little excerpts, but I did not read the whole. Thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, he just. I mean, really reading between the. Did you read it, Tits? Yes, I did. Reading between the lines, Joey. I don't want to say put the blame on his team, but multiple times said there was miscommunication that he took wrong. So he's taking the publicly. He's saying I took it wrong. Uh huh. But you know, he's kind of saying there was miscommunication. There was miscommunication. There was miscommunication. The thing I took most out of it is that he's just doing everything he can to stay off a suicide watch. I mean, he's just, yeah, I'm healthy and I'm moving on and everything like that. And I'm like, he's just whatever he can tell himself to to, to keep him, you know. And and the the miscommunication was just for Vegas? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, no, he's, yeah, just just Vegas race, the main event in Vegas. And to me, to me, all of that, I'm not buying any of that because if you can't see Zach Osborne coming, you know He's, you have to beat Zach Osborne. He, what, else, what other communication do you need? In the interview, he swears that he did not see Zach Osborne. He he swears. Okay, well, that's yeah. on you. And uh, and, and I don't understand you. how you. I'm not, I'm not trying to be a jerk. Yeah, Joey at all because I don't really care. It, I do. I wasn't in the race, but I'm just telling you as a racer, if you know you've got to beat one guy and you don't know where he is. That's on you. And and you make a left and you do you jump a triple and literally can see the the yeah. stadium coming into you, you know, that whole section's all that, you know. So yeah. um yeah, well Zach you know Zach knew where Joey was and Joey's got a he's got if he if he can't hear the crowd going, you know, crazy. Yeah. Like how do you not know where he is? You know, that I I just I don't buy that, unfortunately, you know. it doesn't matter at this point, but I I just yeah. don't buy that. Uh props to him though for saying that if he was in Osborne's shoes he would make the exact same pass. He never in the interview said the pass was bad, brutal, takeout, or anything. And I think we all agree that, but you never know what he's going to say. So props to him for yeah, saying no, that's, that. Yeah, no, that's right. great of him to, to be a man about it and, and realize it was anybody would have done that in that situation, yeah. you know? Um, so talking about him now for outdoors, uh, we talked about this in our, in our preview pod on Available on Racer X. I don't know, man. This thing could crush him. This, this thing could really depress him. He hasn't been probably doing a lot of outdoors riding because that's what these guys in title hunts do. They don't do a lot of outdoors. Um, so it could crush him. It could bum him out. It could, you know, he could be emo Joey, Joey for the summer. Or this maybe motivates him to be like, I'm going to show all you guys. He, he won three races last year, uh, was a points leader for half the season. He could come in full of piss and vigor and say, I'm going uh, to show everybody what's up. I tend to lean yeah, well- towards the depressing Joey, but – I don't know. We'll see. I mean, last year he tied for the title, and it was a completely different Vegas for him. He won Vegas, but he still tied for the – or lost it. He lost the title by a couple points, excuse me. Yeah. But it was still a narrow loss, just like this year, and he came out and dominated Hangtown. So, to me, in my head as a racer, once the gate drops, you know, he's not going to be thinking about Vegas once the gate drops. He's going to be thinking about, I got to – you know, if he gets a whole shot again, he's like, I got to get the hell out of here. I got to win, you know. So, you know, Ping, Ping is based on the other side saying it's really tough to get over, and, and I'm sure it was, and I'm sure it will be. But honestly, if he gets a good start, 
I think your adrenaline and, and everything, your mind as a racer, I think that, that trumps all. Right. Uh, okay, let's get to some phone calls here. Mike, what's up, man? How are you? Good, guys. How you doing? Good. What's going on? Uh, two quick questions. You're in Vegas. Uh, even money, 19 and a half wins over under for Eli. Uh, 19 moto wins? 19 and a half over uh, or under. I'll take under. Uh, JT, what would you do? Whew. Um, I'll go, I'll go over. I'll go over. I would, I would, I would like 20. Just what looking did, at what Roxon did What did Roxon do? Roxon won, Roxon won 20? I think it's going to be a very similar story. Did Roxon win 20? I think 19. Uh, Rox, uh, Tomac got him at Southwick and Tomac got yeah, him. I thought, I thought it was, uh, Glenn Helen. Two motos at Southwick, two motos at Washougal. And then uh, one at Hangtown, so yeah, 19. Um, or one at Glen Helen. No, he won 20. He Glen Helen fork mistake, and then two motos at Southwick, and then one moto at Washougal. So he won oh, 20. One at Washougal, okay, so yep. it's 20. Yeah, he went one, one, two, two, one. So um, I'll, I'll just because Eli starts and stuff, and, and, you know, he crashed out at Lakewood, um, I'll take the under, but. I said, "Big money's on the under." I'll go I'll sixteen. Go I'll go sixteen to seventeen out of twenty-four. You know, JT will go nineteen or twenty. So. Smart money's on the under. How about that? Yeah, definitely. Ooh. I agree with that. So, all right, man. On, on, oh, anything one else? More on, on jo- Josh Grant, best finishing fly racer in the four fifty class. Best. Fi- I'll take Baggett. Wait, what was the question? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't think of Baggett. You're right. That's a no-brainer. I do see Josh Gray on the podium, though, a handful of times after a good Supercross season. Uh, okay, I'll give you that. Uh, Glenn Helen, maybe, Hangtown? Maybe Glenn Helen, maybe Millville? Colorado. Yeah, Colorado, he's good. So, yeah. Much uh, better outdoors than in. Has yeah, no, he is better outdoors, for sure. Uh, thanks, thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. See you Saturday. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, next up, Ricky. What's up, Ricky? How are you? I'm doing good, man. How about yourself? I'm good. What's happening? Hey, a uh, question about the uh, the NBC Sports Bold app. I don't even know if you'll know this, but last year I was able to watch the races, all the motos on my Apple TV with just a regular NBC Sports app. Yeah, you're 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 out, bro. Cable provider. You're out. Like you're out. You gotta you gotta no. you gotta have the gold app. Oh, okay, so they won't even do it on the old NBC Sports app. No, that's a bummer. No, even, I, yeah. Oh, okay, I uh. I wasn't sure either, but Wygant told me no. So if it does work, blame Wygant. But uh, apparently, all internet viewing um, is going to be need to be done uh, with this gold app. Bummer. So right it's on. fifty well, bucks, bro. It's fifty bucks, Ricky. Come on. Oh, I know, I know, and you know what? I already have Directv. It's just so much more convenient to watch it on my Apple TV. But uh, uh, honestly, I'll probably pay this. It's two bucks a moto. I, you know what? Yeah, it's not that. Dude, I'm with you. I watched it on my Apple TV whenever I got back home, you know, and all that, and I loved it. Yeah. So I, I, I hear you. Yeah, I know, for sure. But, oh, man, but yeah, uh, that was my only question. I, okay. I, was, I wasn't sure, and I was, yeah, I'll just have to purchase it. No big deal. All right, thanks, Ricky. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, thank you, man. Thank Talk you. Bye. Dan, what's happening? Welcome to the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Hey, Steve, how's it going? Good. Um, what the, what do you guys think uh, the chances of uh, the 250 class coming down to the championship, coming down to the, you know, say, last couple races with, uh, let's say, three or four guys in the hunt? Think that could happen? or think we'll have something that exciting? 
Well, it could happen for sure, but generally speaking, you see, you know, one, two guys emerge from the from the other class and, and take it down to the wire. But uh, I guess it could, huh, JT? It's possible. Um, yeah, I, I think it'll be, uh, I don't know, these, these titles have a way of working out. And, when, I mean, when was the last time we really saw a good championship battle, you know? I guess Marvin and Webb. Yeah, but. yeah. So uh, doesn't seem like it ever works out that way very yeah. often. Uh, yeah, just wishful, wishful thinking. Just no, I agree. All, you know how many guys we have that could win motos and all that kind of stuff. I agree. Yep, for sure. Uh, thanks, yeah, man. You Thank know what happens? Thanks. You know what happens? And every year we have all these high expectations, and we think all these guys are going to be so much in the mix, and then we leave after a couple of rounds, and there's like two or three guys that can actually do anything. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, you know I mean yep. that's yep. that's what it seems like it always happens. Yeah, I agree. It's uh, and you know, and we talked about Benny Bloss and Phil going five six into four fifty points. They were yep. not spoken about in any previews last year, you know, right. just injuries and they rode well and things happen and you just never know. So, um, let's get to Mark here. Mark, what's happening? Welcome to the Fly Race and Moto Sixty Show. Hey Steve, I was wondering uh, what happened to Jeff Emig. I thought you had him uh, on the. He was next commentator contract. I did. I had him on a contract last year for this very show. Uh, but then he couldn't make it in Supercross due to his travel schedule. And, and outdoors came. And, and uh, honestly, uh, for this year, I mean, this year came. And uh, Pro Taper came on. And Paul Parabino said he'd, he'd like to be on more. And we always got JT and other guys. So I just I, I didn't renew Fro's deal, I guess. I don't know. Uh, no, no big oh, deal. Oh, God. Can you imagine how much we'd be, we'd be talking him up about Tomac? And the battle, he was he was just under siege in Vegas. Yeah, everyone just stepped their game up, right? Yep, yep. Just uh, Tomax seemed to struggle there after a few laps of domination. And everybody else just miraculously found the pace. Right, if he slowed down that much for Vegas, it makes me worried about the outdoors a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, he should be worried. If he if he's going to go from a 105 to a 108 at the midpoint, midpoint of the race just out of nowhere, he should be terrified about how the outdoors are going to go. Let me know when you guys are done. Let me know when both of you are done. <laughs> we're, we're, uh, <laughs> we're having a good time. Thanks, Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. I like Jeff. I do, too. I, I just don't know what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> ah, JG and Chad, they found, they found some speed. speed. It's good. I, I mean, I, I have a feeling the next time I talk to him, he's going to be mad at me or pissed off at me, but I, I seriously, I don't know what's going on. Like, I really, I want to talk to him because I want to ask him, like, what are you talking about? You know, what, do you really think that? Who told you to say that? Why are you doubling down on it? What's, what is going on? <laughs> so angry. I don't know if I've seen you. I am. So passionately yeah. upset about something. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. It. It was, uh, I guarantee you, though, he doesn't listen to any of these janky shows or even care. I got a feeling Fro's Fro turns on the supercar stuff as soon as he lands in the city, and then turns it off when he when he gets on the flight yeah. at home. I, I put my feelers out. I told Burner like what the hell is going on because he talks to Burner all the time. So I'm I'm trying to get to him every way I can. <laughs> well, good luck with that. Uh, thanks, buddy, for coming on FlyRacing.com. Please check him out. Uh, Jason Thomas from uh, Sacramento. How many of these things you going to this year, JT? Um, I know at least. Three to four, maybe more. We'll see. Okay, I, I don't know for sure yet, but this one, this one, and, ha- and High Point are booked, and there there will be more. Okay, fantastic. Uh, thanks for your time, bud. All right, see ya. See ya, Jason Thomas, everybody from uh, from Sacramento. FlyRacing.com Moto sixty show presented by Truck Hero Pro Taper and Get. All right, tits. Thanks for coming in. You're welcome. 
going to be a long summer for you. I don't know how I'm going to stay interested. It's going to be tough. <laughs> it's going to be tough. Go Adams and Cirillo. Go AC. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.